Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all of football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss. The best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's Gabe time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Kuhn Show. 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy Wednesday out there, October 11th, 2023, and welcome in to the Gabe Coon Show. I'm your host, former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman, Gabe Coon on X at G underscore Coon 71. I'm alongside the executive producer of the Gabe, <coughs> of the Gabe Coon Show. <laughs> that would be Connor Dunning on X at C Dunning 99. Connor, what's the word, brother? What's up, man? Y'all know the drill. Wednesday night, Celtic. Celtic? 710. Yes. General knowledge trivia. You and Isaiah, right? Isaiah, is no, so Isaiah's been promoted. He he has left oh. the nest. He has left the nest. He is now hosting his own trivia games in Carryville. We are expanding the trivia world. Celtic has become so big. I'm going to have a helper tonight, though. Young Eric Lentz, who helped me out when oh, I was at Rhodes. Oh, big fan of Eric. Young, Love Eric. Young Eric, the good man he is, is going to come out to Celtic and help me out. Uh, so we'll be rolling, man. Yeah. And also when I was uh, announcing over there at... Uh, well, doing color commentary over at the great Cenotopia for uh, Northwest Mississippi Community College. Friends with his cousin as well, Brian Lynch. Shout out to Brian. Brian also Lynch. a great guy. Yes. Brian saved my life a few times when I was at Rhodes. We like uh, those lenses. We like the lenses. Lenses are a good breed. The lenses. The lenses. Fantastic. But Eric's going to be out there. Celtic. I know I'll be at a different trivia tonight. Sorry, I'm yeah, cheating on you. I hate you. I, I cheat on you every single every Wednesday, week. but it's right around the corner, so it's it's just it's just easier. It's easier for me. It's a it's too it's too wife. difficult for you to walk around. Oh, you mean around the corner from y'all? I guess. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah, I thought right you meant here, around right the corner. Right here in from East Celtic. Memphis. Right here in East Memphis. You know, getting over to you know Midtown, like 15 minute drive. Where I go is like a two minute drive. It's just I could walk. Just it's easier. It's ultimately easier. Did you catch any NHL opening night, Connor? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little bit, huh? No, I was finishing Lupin Up on Netflix, which is excellent. Okay, rock on. It's a well, French crime show. I, awesome. I did tune in to watch Connor Bedard, number one overall pick for the Blackhawks, go. He looked good. He looked very solid. Does he spell his name with the no? I do I do like like the NHL referees get involved and like they, you know, they met at uh center eye, Sidney Crosby and Connor Bedard, like old guard, new new guard. Meeting at center ice to do the face off, and the ref goes, Sydney, welcome back. 
Connor, welcome to the NHL. And then he drops it. He that's pretty cool. Play. It was pretty damn that's, cool. That's pretty and cool. And then we had uh, the Golden Knights who just waxed the, the Kraken in game one. The, the, the giving out of the rings was kind of interesting. They had like very a, cool. They had, was it Jonathan Marchessault who, who uh, pulled, the, pulled the lever? They had a slot machine that showed three Stanley Cups across. The, they went full Las Vegas. Kronk! They went, Pull the lever! They, but they did go full they Las did. Vegas for the— Had the sword. It was yes. pretty sick. It, it was, was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I've seen some mixed reviews, though. Gotta really? say, yeah. Oh, I've only seen. I've only seen positive across the board. Hockey, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, a Would fan of hockey. Would you be a Preds guy? No. No. No, I'm a, if, if anything, I root for the Kraken. We actually had a large discussion oh. about this a few years ago, my okay. friends, when the Kraken came to be. Because we, I, I want to get into hockey. I just, I need to find the right team, the right players, the right season. I got to focus in on it. And the Kraken feel like a good one to get in on because there's a non-bandwagon there. You're starting from the ground level. So I root for the Kraken from afar. Plus, I mean... Saying that their fans are crackheads are just, you know, that's oh, great. It's beautiful. That's Release great. the Kraken. I mean, it's Release just, the Kraken. On, they crushed it. And Seattle, always fun to root for Seattle sports. Yeah, and I'm, I, listen, I'm a fan of Seattle. I have, I, have, I have family in Seattle. And they I, were a solid team in year, year one of being an expansion. Yeah, not bad. Solid. Not bad. Solid. Matty Beneers, young guy. Sure. Yeah, you know about him. I definitely right? know about him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they ended up getting smacked. It looks like the, the Golden Knights, I was hearing P.K. Subban, too, like just sort of giving his analysis before and after the game, and he was like, they, they should repeat. He's been good. I will say that. P.K. Subban's like, great. On ESP, he's been great. He's great. Now, when they they should not bring him on at the end of the show because I've seen it a couple times where he will go over and they're about to pass it off. They're about to pass you know, the show off to the Pat McAfee show or whatever it is, and he's on first take. He'll He'll go over. He'll go way over and still be talking when they pass off. We'll do their pass off. One of us. Yes, One exactly. of us. He's a talker. He's a talker, which is a good <laughs> thing. Which is a good thing in this business. I'll I'll give PK credit for that. Uh, my blues are not in action until uh, tomorrow night, though. So I'll I'll have to bring in my. Uh, you know what stinks? I don't have high hopes for the blues, um, but I'll have to wear my Ryan O'Reilly uh, sweater. You can't call it a jersey. I'll wear my sweater. I'll wear your jersey. Even though Ryan you wear that O'Reilly. <sighs> He's not a blue. He's not. He's, he's not. He's not part of the Blues anymore. It's depressing for me. He's my favorite player, and he's gone, and he's gone. But enough NHL. I know no one, no one in this market really latches on to it. We have three hours to talk on the way. Courtesy of ninety two nine FM, ESPN, and yours truly. We're going to open on overreaction, not an overreaction. And uh, there's some things to overreact or not over, not overreact to. Um, Dylan Brooks, <laughs> Dylan Brooks is is the brand is strong. Let's just say the brand is strong. Five minutes into his first preseason game with the Houston Rockets after getting the big contract this offseason. You know what happened, Connor? He was ejected. He got a second bag, <laughs> if you know a, what I yes. mean. Yeah, can you bag? Yeah. Uh, you, you, uh, and not yeah. all of them are first-round picks. Sack. Yeah, you know, that's what I was going for. Thanks for explaining the joke. Yes. You got a sack, yes. yes. Thank you. But either way, <laughs> either way, five minutes into his uh, Houston Rockets career, he was ejected. And then he had some comments after the game that sort of talked about him being a villain and a target on his back. We'll talk about that. Um, also, Grizzlies preseason. I was uh, we, We've been trying to figure out for a while this rotation with the wings, and there's some other things we'll get to. But this rotation with the wings, it's Zaire, it's Jake LaRavia, it's David Roddy. I saw some things from Zaire Williams last night. and it, you know He was 4 for 9 shooting, 10 points, like nothing to really you know, write home about. But I saw a pep in his step, a confidence I haven't seen in a long damn time from him. 
And I think it's worthy of discussion, especially considering all of the reports that have come out about him potentially being the fifth starter when John Morant's out for the first 25 games. So we'll get to that as well. Mikey Williams, not good. Six felony counts with uh, a weapon. It's going to move to trial. And October 24th will be his arraignment. So, again, getting him to Memphis is completely off the table. I think it's been off the table for a while, but he's got other things that he's got to deal with. But we'll explain it as the show goes along. Take a trip around the NFL at 530. As far as guests are concerned, Jeff Calkins at 5 from the Jeff Calkins Show and the Daily Memphian. And also Ty Richardson. I'm glad I get to talk to him this week after a week off. ESPN Arkansas, SEC college football as a whole. And then the Blitz at 630. And in the Blitz, I'm going to wait till the Blitz to talk about the Bill Self. And we'll probably talk a little bit with Jeff as well. But the Bill Self, Kansas, six-year FBI, NCAA, IARP investigation concludes. And no postseason ban, which, okay, we don't see postseason bans really, unless you're at Oklahoma State and your name's Mike Boynton. Um, But three years probation. Three years probation for Kansas basketball. Started as five level one violations. Ends with three years probation, and all they have to do is take down a Final Four banner, which they have plenty of. Just just strange in itself. But let's go ahead and open up the show as is customary on a Wednesday with overreaction, not an overreaction. Now, it's overreaction or not an overreaction. We are two wild and crazy guys. That's crazy. Chill, homie. On the Gabe Cujo from 92.9. DB. Is back at it yes, five minutes into his first preseason game with the Houston Rockets. He was ejected for fighting through a screen and hitting Daniel Tice below the belt. This is what he had to say after the game. What happened on the play with the uh, flagrant foul? Uh, try to navigate a screen. Um, I might have tapped him <laughs> the, the waist, but. Um, you know, he got right back up, and I don't know. It's just uh, it's weird uh, that every time that happens to me, I get picked on. So, um, But I guess it's just a part of my reputation. You, you feel like there's a target on you? I don't know. What's the name? What's my name? My name is Dylan Dillon, so <laughs> I guess. Did you think Tice flopped on that previous play? I don't know. I don't know if he flopped. I don't even, you know, like for a flagrant two foul, you got to really know like that a, that a person's doing it on purpose or intentionally, you know, and and that's really going at who I am as a person. So, you know, that ref Mitch, you know, that just shows that he just doesn't, you know, know who I am as a person. He's just going off of, based off of what's being said. Have you had a chance to go back and, and see it for yourself, different camera angles yeah, and stuff? And yeah, I've seen it. What do you it. think about it? Slow motion is going to, you know, show everything. It's like <laughs> the Canelo and Charlo fight. It's like they show the knockdown in slow motion and be like, ooh, ah, you know what I mean? So That's what Ty said. It is what it is. Have you, got, have you ever gotten a chance to talk to the league? Have they ever talked to you about your, the, the way that you play? No, they just talked to me after the fact. I'm probably going to have a call later on today or tomorrow and – explain what happened and tell him I didn't mean to do it. I just play hard and stuff happens. Um, first of all, I have to say this. If you're comparing, like, slow-mo for your hitting below, hitting Daniel Tice below the waist, if you're comparing that to a Canelo-Charlo boxing match, you're probably fighting a losing battle. Um, but either way, 
I am uh, I'm interested in this, but what what's the overreaction, not an overreaction here? It, it, this one's very simple. It's nice to see Dylan Brooks' antics outside of Memphis. Overreaction, not an overreaction. This is as simple as it gets, not an overreaction. This is awesome. Hey, here's funny. Like, <laughs> the thing is, you could hear throughout like his, his, uh, the clip we just played, we're laughing. If he was in a Memphis uniform, you don't laugh as much. No. Because this, is consi- this was consistent. This was bothering people by the end of his career. Not just the missed shots, but all the antics, going after LeBron, all these things. We wouldn't be laughing necessarily if it was with the Grizzlies because you have to explain your way out of it constantly. Oh, well, he brings edge. He's a good defender. You don't have to say that anymore. He's with the Rockets. He's their problem. He's their issue right this second, all the antics he brings. And what I find interesting, more interesting than anything else, is if you follow Rockets, Twitter, people that, you know, uh, you know, cover the Rockets. We brought in uh, brought on Kelly Eco during the basketball season. A lot of the people in that orbit – they didn't view that negatively. A lot of them are like, he's bringing edge. He's really, you know, finally there's some defensive intensity on this team that we've been missing. All these young guys, the Jalen Greens of the world, you know, the, the Kevin Porter Juniors of the world, they were not bringing any defensive intensity. Now they have it with the Rockets. That's a big reason he got signed. But that is part of the life cycle of Dylan Brooks, isn't it? Early you know, when the Grizzlies started winning games and Dylan Brooks was maybe number two as far as scoring was concerned, he was their best defensive player. You say all positive things, even though the antics are negative, I think, night to night at times when he does things like what he did last night, hitting Daniel Tice right in the nads. But as it continues to get, you know, go down this path, you get better. Your team starts to buy in on the defensive end, um, and he's missing shots, and he's getting into these, uh, you know, extracurriculars. It starts to look a lot. It starts to get a lot more negative, right? And I think we're seeing the the first part of the life cycle where all of these things are viewed positive for Dylan Brooks. Whereas, like last year with the Grizzlies, a team that is, uh, you know, picked by ESPN to have the highest win total in the West, uh, has a bunch of talent on that team. It got very bad, contentious at the end. Right now with the Rockets, this is completely. This is completely above board. They seem to like it. Uh, it's extremely entertaining. I mean, I've never, I've never shied away from my feelings about Dylan Brooks. As I'm one of the founders of Dylan Brooks Island, we absolutely fell in love with him because of crazy stuff like this. Now, by the end of his tenure with the Memphis Grizzlies, it was happening a lot, yes. and it seems to still be happening a lot. It's happening so much now that I think it might be a strategy by Dylan Brooks that to just freak people out who have to set screens against him now because he's like, I'm going to hit you in the nuts. Like, that's just going to happen, and sometimes I'm going to get away with it, sometimes I'm not. So he might just be trying to condition these bigs. Like, if you try to set a pick on me, you're getting hit. You're going to get hit no matter what happens. And, and you know, it, this is what comes with the territory of Dylan Brooks. I still think he's good for a young team. He can help you build a culture. He can bring in uh, – defensive intensity, he will have nights where he scores 30 points yes. and he looks like the best offensive player who's ever And then, the, other side and then the next night he's going <laughs> right. to shoot two for 16 and yes. get ejected in the third quarter. And, <laughs> and that is the experience that comes with Dylan Brooks. It's a wrestling bit. You have to view Dylan Brooks as a wrestling bit. That's how you get through it. From the outfits to the antics to the play on the court, it is all a big show. I also think some of it's a little more calculated than people give him credit for. I don't think this was. I think he just hit a guy in the nuts, and he and he got caught. He got caught. You get caught sometimes. Sometimes you get away with it. I will say I would like to see him stop doing that. Like, stop hurting guys. There, at some point, we do have a half. Now, have, here's what I'll say, Connor. I don't think he had, like, laser focus and, like, no, hit him in the he nuts wasn't, on. He wasn't, he was like, trying to set – 
He was trying to set an example on defense and play with a little he was, edge. He was trying he to, his to hit him. Yeah. He wanted to hit Listen, him. Listen, maybe not right in the nuts. Dylan, but. just go up a little bit, man. Just bring the hand up a little bit. Hit him in the stomach. Hit him in the chest. Like, stop hitting people below the belt. Just bring that hand up a little bit. We just, you know, that's all you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Got to do. Go 90 degrees. Go 90 degrees with the hand, and you can avoid the nuts. But ultimately, I'm very happy to see this elsewhere. It's great. It's That's, so like, it's To so be able fun. to laugh about it's it and so have fun, fun with it instead of... Having it completely derail some of the Grizzlies' plans night right, to night, right? And and they lose games because he gets ejected and he gets technical fouls. It's it's substantially better to see that with the Houston Rockets than it is with the Grizzlies. It is just hysterical what happened five minutes into his but, Rockets tenure. Uh, but again, Dylan is so far into this brand, he's going to do everything he can to keep it up because I think in a lot of ways it has raised his celebrity within the NBA. It mm-hmm. has raised who he is as a player. I'm not saying it's the reason he got the contract he did. I think his play on the court and his production is the reason he got the contract he did. And really the need that the Rockets had to have a defensive tone setter, that's why he got the money he did. But I do think there's part of it where Dylan Brooks has made a name for himself by doing things like this, by being the guy who brings edge. And that's why he, you know, he's got, he was a second round pick and he's gotten this far being this guy. He's not letting up anytime soon. I only think it'll speed up. I oh, only yeah. think he's just going to continue to do this night to night. And I th- it is also funny. I, you know, I think Grizzlies reporters and like reporters within the city found later in Dylan Brooks' tenure with the Grizzlies that he is just great to interview after games. He's always going to give you he's sort of what you want. Rockets Rockets reporters realized that night one, game one, only five minutes of play, they realized, hey, as soon as he sits down in his locker and he's ready to go, let's go ahead and get the mic in his face. They realize it immediately. They absolutely know what they have. He's a 
He's a goldmine for content. That's truly what he is. And to be able to enjoy his antics from afar when it yes. doesn't have any effect on your basketball team is thrilling. It's 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 a lot of fun to watch. I'm still a fan of his. I think that he's going to work out in Houston. He's going to be good for them. But there's going to be a lot of nights like this where he plays 10 minutes and then he gets ejected or he shoots, like I said, two for 16. That's going to come with the territory of Dylan Brooks. But all that being said, I think I still think the good he's going to bring to that roster is it's going to help. Like, Ime wanted him there for a reason. There's a reason he picked him. They they pretty much picked Fred Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks over James Harden. That's pretty much what the Rockets did. I still agree with that decision. I also do think it's funny that everybody all of a sudden thinks that Dylan the Villain's like a new nickname. When we, we've been using that here for three well, years, well, two it, years. It, 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 uh, from what I understand, it dates back to Oregon, too. Probably. Like this has been, the, this has been the, the fact that ESPN put up a social post saying he's got a new nickname. I mean, what? just from the Utah series alone, yes. everybody in Utah wanted to kill him. He yes. was public enemy number one. It was fascinating. Yeah, and he revels in that. He does. He it makes him better. It. He he. It makes. I truly think that it makes him better when he gets. Hey, there's, stuff there's, like that. Two, there's two sides to that. There's two sides of it. Because <laughs> sometimes he'll try to like against LeBron. You well, know, it's like you, the Warriors are the, the worst case. But you had the questions about okay, he's done this to LeBron. Is he going to go out and try to outperform LeBron? And he can do that night tonight if he feels a type of way. He will Listen. put up shots and he'll try to he'll try to be the the guy on the forefront making everything Listen. happen for his team. And sometimes that doesn't work out. Bron can't put forty on you if you get ejected. Just saying, it was a brilliant strategy, <laughs> and I still respect it to this day. That playoff <laughs> loss still hurts, but we've moved past it. You, Bron didn't put forty on him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What else we got? <laughs> Sticking with the Grizzlies, there's been a lot of talk about Z filling in as the fifth starter in John Morant's absence. Last year, especially on the heels of a promising rookie year, felt like a waste for him. There was a lack of confidence. He couldn't break the rotation, and his production was low. Last night, I think it was noticeable that he was playing with confidence, making his presence felt. He had 10 points on 4 of 9 shooting, had a block and a steal. So my question to you, Zaire has a real shot to start consistently during the first part of the season. Overreaction or not an overreaction? Not an overreaction. And to just sort of get into that, I think that Taylor Jenkins and this coaching staff has made it clear they want defensive upside alongside what they have, especially for the first 25 games. I don't think Jake LaRavia provides that in the way that Zaire could potentially provide that. I don't think Zaire is a finished product defensively. He's still got to get better with his IQ. He's got to understand what people are trying to do to him constantly on an NBA floor on the defensive in, but I think his length, his athleticism, his foot speed definitely lend itself to being that fifth starter, especially for defensive purposes. But on last night, I don't think it was the cleanest game. Nothing about the game he played was perfect. The one thing I will say was perfect, though, he played with intention. He played with confidence. He seemed to be completely bought in. He had a pep in his step. I love what I saw from Zaire Williams, and it didn't necessarily have to do with the box score. It didn't have to do with his line last night. It was it was clear he was making a his presence felt on the court last night, which last year, I don't know if there was a singular moment. Like, let's be honest. Was there a singular moment last year where you said Zaire Williams had a great game, I, I noticed him out there on the floor when he's out there on the floor. No, you noticed him for negative things, right? Losing his dribble, turnovers, defensive breakdowns. Last night, I didn't see a lot of that, and I saw the confidence building. And that's all. And I've I've, I've talked about it, you know, through this offseason. That's the one thing with Z you want to see. He's a young player still. Build that confidence. Keep that confidence. I don't necessarily care if the shots fall at this moment. Just build that damn confidence back up. It was there his rookie season. It was not there last year. Seems like he's getting back to that point 
right now. Very promising night for for Z. It's it, we talked about it yesterday. I said the difference between him and Roddy is that Roddy moves with purpose. Last night, Z was moving with purpose. Every single move he made, he did it because he knew where he was going. It, it felt like he was part of the game in a way he hasn't been in a while. And that dunk, I know it was just yep. like kind of a flashy dunk. They let him go through through the middle. But he, the way he moved, and it, there was an athleticism to it. Pump fake, There was get an off athleticism to it and a confidence and almost like a meanness of like a well, but like, that but, I don't know if we've seen from him. Yeah. And it was that one move I was like, oh, that looked different. Yes. He looked different. His yes. I, The way his body moved, he looked bigger when he did it. And I was like, that looked like a three. That looked even like an NBA rookie, three. To be honest with you, even in his rookie season, we didn't see that type it's of aggression. It's the force. It's it was, the force he it dunked it with. It was a pump fake. Yeah. Get out of my way. I'm going to dunk this ball. You can't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, nobody could have stopped. He was like, I'm going to put this through, yes. the, through the hoop. Yes, like I even his rookie year, you didn't quite see that. He moved with purpose, and that's all you got to see. He played with confidence. He was creating. He was in the right spots defensively. He was active on the defensive end. It was one of the most promising games I think we've seen from him for a while. So I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think he has an opportunity to be that third, to be that starter in these first twenty-five games. He has an opportunity for it. To be quite honest, I, I thought that all three of them looked pretty yes, good last they, night. I'll, I'll, so far in the preseason, it's been, it's been positive for all three. If you look at the options he's the best option for what they feel like they need through the first 25 games probably a little bit right of now. defensive yeah uh prowess ability whatever it may be and if you're just reading the tea leaves first game in preseason they started d rose luke Kennard, desmond bain jaron and steven second game was rose bain zaire jaron and steven i could totally envision completely envision um throwing z in there for defense and it being marcus smart Desmond Bain, Zaire Williams, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Steven Adams. And I think I like what I have with that because Zaire Williams, yeah, just build that confidence because you're not going to be asked to do anything insane. You're not going to be a a main cog offensively. You just have to pull your weight defensively, go make things happen when you get the ball in your hands and you're asked when your number is called. So I I feel like alongside guys like Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, Jaron, and Steven, he can definitely – be a, a functioning part of that of that starting lineup if that is indeed the way the Grizzlies want to go. But I certainly think that that's a, a, a strong possibility. Now, your point that you're making, I thought Jake LaRavia is playing good ball. I think he's playing good ball. I think David Roddy, I, I don't, I'm not overly impressed with anything David Roddy does, but he's a solid role player. He seems to play within himself. Yes, he feels, that's it. He feels comfortable with himself. Um, and he feels comfortable doing everything except for finishing at the rim in traffic. He needs to work on that. Um, but I, I think David Roddy can be a solid part of this rotation. One of them's going to have to get left out, though. I mean, it's just not enough. I mean, there's going to be injuries, and you may have to insert different guys at different times, try different rotations. But you have three guys that seemingly play a similar role. One of them is going to be the odd, odd one out, and I don't really know necessarily who that's going to be. Roddy showed at least rookie year that he has the ability to fill in and do what he's asked It's going to do. come down to defense. Yeah. Probably. I and, think it'll probably come down to defense. Yeah, and I don't think like David Roddy and Jake Laravia aren't awful defensively. By any I think Roddy's a pretty good defender because he uses his body well and he can yes. move. So, he's very very quick with his feet. He's more athletic, than and he you can think body he is. up against some big, yeah, big too. body Roddy. Yeah, big body Roddy. It's Laravia's got to get a little bit better on the defensive end, but he's serviceable there. He's certainly serviceable. What I've liked from Jake Laravia is. He's shooting it as soon as he as soon as he catches it. He's just he had like, fifteen I'm, in game one, I'm sixteen in game two. Now three for ten from three is not fantastic, but, but he, it's, put it, he put up ten, and yeah. it's a preseason game, so I don't mind that at all. It's just you know, real quick going back to Desire Williams, the goal for him this season, 
It doesn't need to be break into the starting lineup when Jaws back. That's not the goal for him. The goal for him is to be a possible starter in that first 25 and a rotation player by yes. the end of the season. That is what you want to see from Zaire Williams, and I think he can be that. We have got to also remember he is still a very young player. He has kind of a lost season under his belt. I'm not making excuses for him. Those are just the facts of the situation. So, it is a make-or-break year from Zaire, and it's been nice that so far through the first two preseason games, we've kind of seen that it seems like he understands that. He knows it's a make-or-break year for him. And, you know, and when you have guys like LaRavia and Roddy right behind you, right behind you trying to fight for that spot, it creates good competition. I think there's a healthy competition between these three, and hopefully it elevates all of their games. And that's Z- that's Z- what you hope. Zaire sees it's a make-or-break, and I think that has to do with, like, the staff and the front office understanding, okay, if you're not going to come into your own this year, when are you going to come into well, your own? When are you going to understand? And I think the staff has definitely put more of a uh, maybe a, a, a little bit more pressure on Zaire to be that guy over Roddy and Jake Laravia in both their year twos. It's Zaire. We want you to break in, potentially be a fifth starter, be a good rotation player this season, or you know, going into the future, we're going to have to sort of figure out what we have and what we can do with you. Yeah, I'm curious if they're approaching it as it's Z's to lose. You know, like we're, we want him to be the guy right now. I, that's just, what it feels Just like from me. media day, it, 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 it wasn't just the front office talking about him. It was Jaron. It was everybody talking about he's playing with the confidence and he looks different in a way that we haven't seen him look. They're, they're trying to empower him because I think they understand that confidence is what is good. He's got the talent. He has the physical tools to be something. He's got to play with confidence and purpose, and we saw it last night. Like you said, it wasn't a huge stat line, but it's the way he was moving. It's where he was on the floor. It was him not making mistakes. That is what you want to see from Zaire Williams. Just be a productive part of this team. That is the goal, period. You don't have to be some... Crazy right. starting three. You don't have to be a, you know, just be a 3 and D guy. Be someone that you can rely on. We're going to throw you in. You're going to defend well. You're going to hit a three when you throw when we throw you the ball in the corner. And sometimes you can you can dunk on somebody. That's what you want to see from Zaire Williams. And it was a good first step in the right direction yesterday. And I think we see the understanding from the, from the coaching staff that you want Luke Kennard coming off the bench for that maybe secondary creator, that offensive punch off the bench, especially for the first 25 games, but certainly throughout the whole season. They don't necessarily, because Luke Kennard's not a, I mean, he's never really been a full-time starter by any stretch of the imagination, but he can give you a good offensive punch off the bench, and I feel like that's the that's the role they want him in. I mean, first game they start him, second game they're like, yeah, we're gonna play, we're gonna throw him on the bench, see what he has, see what he has coming off of the bench. So, if you're just reading the tea leaves, they want Zaire to be that guy, and last night gave me hope that he can be that guy even on short notice. I mean, we're talking October 25th, game one, so it's a quick turnaround. Quick turnaround, but Z showed me something last night, and it had nothing to do with his line and his stats. So that was fun to watch. It was fun to watch, I think. Now, um, I do have to bring this up because I think uh, people have PTSD um, from Steven Adams and Zaire Williams and Jaron Jackson Jr. Stop. Don't worry about Marcus Smart. <laughs> like, everybody, everybody relax. I, I, I don't have the same worry about Marcus Smart not playing the first two preseason games because of quote-unquote abdominal discomfort that I did about Steven Adams' knee, Jaron Jackson' knee, Zaire Williams' knee. I, I, it's just not the same thing to me. I think everybody needs to take a little bit of a chill pill there. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not concerned about I it get, yet. Well, I get where in the past the Grizzlies you know, PR department and the, the Grizzlies, you know, um, with their injury reports, they may not be as, you know, transparent as you want them to be. 
but I don't think this is something that's going to linger. It's probably a 10-plus-year vet got to a new city, has had a pretty crazy summer, so they're like, hey, you could, you don't have to you know, run the preseason. But a, it, abdominal it, discomfort. Abdominal I, discomfort, right. Yeah. So you, you hope it's nothing. If we get closer to the 25th and there's still some, hey, Marcus is still a little weird, then maybe I'll have some concerns. But right now, no, I think it's too early. Now we still have polling coming in from the NBA and the ESPN Sheesh. where they're ranking players. There is four Grizzlies in the top 100. So that take positivity in that. Desmond Bain, I think he was ranked too low, but he's there. Marcus Smart's in there. Spoiler alert, John Morant and Jaron are in there. But I think I have a problem with where one of them in particular is ranked. I'll tell you about that on the other side, 92.9 FM ESPN. Hey. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back in on the Gabe Coons on 92.9 FM ESPN. Before we get into the NBA Top 100, Dallas Mavericks have not fared well. In the preseason, last night was no exception. Lost to Real Madrid, 127 to 123. Now, listen, no Kyrie. Luka played five minutes, so whatever. And Luka was in street clothes by the end of the game. So it is what it is. It's still Real Madrid versus an NBA franchise. And they blew a 15-point lead to let that happen. And they played a million different well, guys. Well, they also looked terrible pre-season. in their first they game, look, too. They look miserable. Terrible. But, um... I think what warmed my heart the most, Fasundo Campazzo <laughs> with just a dagger. The dagger, baby. From like, what, 35 feet out. Luka Doncic just laughing on the sideline, just can't get enough of it. That that warmed my heart. They've got to find somebody who knows how to play defense. Good luck. They got Grant Williams. That's about it. I mean, but they, they – I mean, Grant Williams, but then they traded away their defense last year. It was a whole. They certainly the did. The idea for Kyrie, and I don't know, I don't know how you think all that highly of them after seeing the small sample size last year of Kyrie and Luca next to each other, and the lack of winning ball games. Derek Lively, something he's been pretty good. I mean, they're fine. Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to be a good offensive piece for them. Not much on the defensive end. I just, I'm not a believer in the Mavs. I think that's a play-in team, or at least a lower, you know, six, five or six seed if the, everything goes perfect. But I don't, I don't see everything going perfect. It's Kyrie Irving on a team. I think we're sort of predisposed to believe. We're in the love-bombing stage of the Kyrie yeah, experience. But I think we're predisposed to believe that Kyrie Irving, especially at the, in this day and age, to, something's going to happen that will throw off chemistry if it's not thrown off already. They'll have nights where they look like the best team in the world, and they're going to have nights where they can't defend anybody. But again, well, I don't think they'll ever be able to defend anybody, but they're going to have to score. <laughs> they're going to have to score 120. That's what, that's what I they're mean, They're going to have yeah. to score they'll 120 have, a night. They'll have nights where both of them go nuts. Yes. And then you're like, oh my, oh my gosh. You can see the vision, and then they'll have nights where they lose to Real Madrid. <laughs> that was fun, though. Shout out, Compazzo. NBA player? 
Is he gonna get, you gonna get another chance here soon? Probably not. Yeah, <laughs> that was he had twenty last Maybe night. Maybe for the Mavs, he, he had twenty. He had twenty last night. That was impressive. It's impressive stuff. Um, now NBA top one hundred. We already mentioned Desmond Bain at sixty one. I think that's just ridiculous. But there's four players um, for the Grizzlies and the NBA top one hundred. Um, I don't think there'll be any more. Um, but it is Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart, John Morant, and Jaron Jackson Jr. Two of those, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Marcus Smart, defensive players of the year. Um, but as they revealed 50 through 11 today, they did 100 through 51, then 50 through 11. Jaron Jackson Jr., I think, is fairly rated. I really like where he's at. Defensive player of the year, shout out. He's an all-star. He's added to his resume, and he's also building. Um, speaking of which, Dez and Jaron last night, they were phenomenal. They're phenomenal. Yeah, they look, they, look, they, look they look ready. They look ready this year. And it looks like they can, they can pace the first 25 games almost by themselves alongside Marcus Smart. That's a sidebar. But Jaron got, got a nod at 31. I think that's relatively it's very good. fair. Yes. Really good. John Morant, who was eight last year, by the way, cracked the top 10 last year before all of the issues. Uh, that sort of uh, hurt his season last year with uh, Instagram. Oh, he's nine last year. But the Instagram, showing guns, all the different things that happened in the offseason that were exposed. He's at number 35. I, I, I just, I can't understand. I can understand if you feel like he should be docked for what happened last year. Sure, he can be docked a little bit. But going from 9 to 35 because of his off-court issues is absolute insanity. He's an all-star two years running, uh, all-NBA caliber guy. Just because he had to get suspended and there's issues does not mean that he is a worse player overall. Can you count on him maybe a little bit less based on last year? Okay, maybe I could make that case. But 35, thinking of the guys ahead of him, is just it blows my mind. Mikal Bridges? No. Ahead of John Morant? Jalen Brunson. No! We had this conversation no! a, a couple of weeks ago. Jalen Brunson ahead of John Morant. How does that make sense? Um, Jaren, to be quite frank, Jaren ahead of John is kind of a little weird for me, too. I don't know if that I really buy into that. Paolo At Bancaro, least he has a defensive player of the, of the year. year. Shout out. I think Paolo Bancaro's ceiling is very high. Ahead of John Morant at this day, right this second, at this stage? Come on, man. Trey Young, we've had debates about that. But no, I, I can't really do that at this moment. Trace Laura, probably pretty low, Laura, actually. Lowry Markkinen. No, after no, one year no. of real <laughs> of real production insane. with the Utah Jazz is absolutely insane. And here's the one that just really strikes me that's ahead of him. Brandon Ingram? Seriously? Is, are we really doing the Brandon Ingram thing? This is a guy who this offseason looked miserable when he played with Team USA. This guy who has, from a playoff perspective, hasn't sniffed them, hasn't done anything of value in a playoff scenario situation ever. Ja has multiple 40-point games, multiple 18-point quarters in fourth quarters in NBA playoff games. Multiple performances like that. How does a guy like Brandon Ingram get ahead of him? Ultimately, I just find it strange how you have four guys here in the top 100 for the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are picked by ESPN and all their projections to have the the highest win total in the Western Conference, and they don't have a top 30 player? Does that make any logical sense to anyone out there? Because it doesn't to me. I think what bothers me is that their reasoning for him falling 26 spots is 
quite literally just because of the off court. It's, it's strictly the off court things. And it's like, then what's the point of this list? I mean, I'm going to go then ahead and read we, it. Then what are we I'll, doing? Why he fell 26 spots. Morant's off court issues have overshadowed his brilliant play on the floor. So you admit he has brilliant play on the floor. He missed out on an all NBA selection last season and a super max contract escalator. It would have it would have earned in large part because he served an eight game suspension. He'll serve a twenty five game suspension to start the season. Just because of the suspension does not make him less of a basketball player when he's actually on the floor and the impact he has on the floor. I he's without question in my opinion a top fifteen top twenty player in the NBA and I think that's bare minimum. I would to put understand. him at thirty five. I just can't buy. I can't even fathom how that ranking ended up that way. I could understand him falling to like 15. Fine. Put him in the teens. That makes sense. 26 spots and having guys like Tyrese Halliburton, Sabonis, Fox. Like, what are we doing? Come on. Siakam, what are we doing? Teams that, like, Siakam, they didn't even make the playoffs. What are we doing? You know, De'Aaron Fox, I'll give him his his shout. Drew Holiday's ahead of of, uh, John Moran as well. After last year in the playoffs, falling flat on his face. It's what bothers me about something like this is it feels like nothing but clickbait. I think that's what bothers me so much about a ranking like this because why else would you put John Moran at thirty-five? It's ridiculous. He's going to be a huge part of this NBA season. Over at the Ringer, they released a piece yesterday about the five most important teams of the NBA season, and the Grizzlies were one of them. They are one of the teams that will define this NBA season, and John Moran is one of the players that will define this NBA season. So putting him at 35 because of off-court issues is ridiculous. Now, all of this being said, please keep doing it. Yeah, no, all this being said, (laughs) please keep doing it. I think the, the final question I'd have to all of this is who really cares? Like, does it really matter? If the Grizzlies end up at the top of the Western Conference at number two, number one, number three, whatever it is, none of, the, none of these rankings will matter, and he'll probably boost himself right back up. But the fall 26 spots because it's of silly. strict off-court issues, and you still acknowledge that he's a brilliant playmaker and a brilliant point guard, it's just, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. Simple as I can put it. But Grizzlies do have four guys in the top 100. They do. I think that's it's an exciting season. It's there's very, there's an exciting energy and around again, the team. Like going back to the conversation we had in the early off season, I I I like the spot the Grizzlies are coming from this year as opposed to last year. Yeah, yeah, you get docked a few nationally televised games. You may not be in the national spotlight as much. I promise you, when John Morant comes back, it'll be all they'll talk about on ESPN against the Pelicans. But uh, uh, I, I like the spot in the shadows, being not talked about as much, earning your keep. That's why they were in the position they were last year. And maybe, I guess the big hope is, that if they sort of reach the heights we expect them to reach this year, they'll be able to handle them a whole lot better. If they get put on national TV in 2024, 25, a whole lot more, they'll be able to deal with that spotlight better because of the issues they had last year. I just, I just think that they've learned that you have to take care of business first. Take care of business and then you can have your fun. Do what you have to do before you do what you want to do. Yes, I think that's fair. Now... Somebody who needs to take care of uh, what they need to take care of at the moment. Uh, and we've been talking about this for a while. Mikey Williams. Oof, um, yeah. This is just not, this is not fun for me to talk about. Um, because I think there's two sides to this thing. Uh, if he is guilty of what he's being accused of, I think that um, he needs to be punished for it. There's no question about it. Six felony gun charges, five of which are assault with a deadly weapon. The sixth one is firing into an occupied vehicle. He has five for assault with a deadly weapon for the five people that were in said car. Um, it's sad, though. 
I want, you know, the people who got shot at to get justice for whoever shot at them, and they think it's Mikey Williams. I also have a tough time with a 19-year-old with so much damn promise, with so much ahead of him, whether it be college NIL money. He had high school NIL money, college NIL money, pro money, all of the different sponsorships he could have gotten along the way. It's hard for me to look at a 19-year-old and say your life needs to be forever affected by a disgusting, despicable, horrible decision you made. I don't like seeing 19-year-olds completely derail themselves in this type of way. But the news is that he will be moving the six felony gun charges. They'll proceed to court. His arraignment, where they will cover all of his counts, will be on October 24th. And it carries a maximum sentence. And, of course, you know, he's probably lawyered up and, you know, maybe not be a maximum sentence. He may not get that. Maximum sentence of 28 years, though, behind bars in prison. It, it's, a, it's, it's a really sad story. There's, I don't think there's any other way to really talk about it. Like you said, you want the people. And, and like, that's the thing, Connor, is like, I think we've taken the angle thus far of what does this mean for Tiger basketball? I'm not really concerned about I'm that anymore. I'm not concerned about that I don't think at that's all. a real, that's not a possibility. It's not there anymore. No, it's, it's not well, there. It, well, let, let, me, let me put it this way. I think it could be a possibility if everything got dropped. But, I, again, you have to let that, those things play out. And maybe by a year from now, two years from now, he could be cleared, whatever it is. But I don't think that's, the, that's at the forefront at this point. This is a 19-year-old that has to deal with decisions that he's made in his life that could completely derail the trajectory he was on. Right. And that just hurts my it hurts me deep. It really does. Yeah, you hate to see it. You hate to see it, but I think I think that you brought up a very important point when you talked about listen, there were people who were victims in this situation who deserve justice yes. in this if they want it. And that's the tough conversation to have is that you don't want this to be a thing that completely ruins his life, but I do feel you do have to take responsibility for it. You 100%. did. You put people in danger, and there's no way around that. There's just simply no way around that. So you have to take responsibility for it. I hope he doesn't get 28 years. That's you know that's insane. That's completely life ruining yes. type of type of time to have to do. But you do feel like there does need to be some sense of responsibility taken by Mikey Williams in this situation. But it's you just, don't fight. You don't take a firearm right. and shoot it at a car without intending to hurt or kill someone. Right. And when you talk about the people that were occupying that car at that moment, that's how they feel. Yes. My life could have been ended by any one of those yeah. bullets. Yeah, one of those bullets goes a different direction, and we were having a different conversation. There's two sides to it. It's just so, it's so tough. It's so tough with a 19-year-old who just had so much to – so much. He has so much that he could have done, had uh, you know, in his future that would have been so positive, and this overwhelming negative completely puts that on hold, if not – on hold forever. Right. Right. So we'll see what happens. Now, I did see J.J. Taylor, good friend of his, lived with him. They both went to San Ysidro for their senior year. Um, J.J. Taylor went on Instagram and quote quoted it, if you will, on his story and said innocent. Hey, okay. Yeah. He's, show, he's, showing, he's showing support for his guy, but I think you need to be careful about those things as well. J.J., you have to worry about you too in the in the – in the end of the day, don't right. put yourself in that in the crossfire of this whole thing. Right. He, he doesn't. You know, I understand that he's wanting to support his friend, but you know, I think that he probably needs to understand that you don't have an obligation to do that when it's a situation like this. You know, your friend put put himself in that situation. You don't need to put yourself in a, in an odd one. 
Um, now, we talked about Billy Richmond yesterday. We did. Um, wing guru, former Tiger, um, and what he said about Penny on Facebook. It was kind of funny. Like, just the, the timing of everything is just always hilarious. Today, Billy Richmond, Trey Richmond, his son, puts out his final four. Kentucky, Alabama, Memphis, LSU. I have been told behind the scenes, like, like you always have questions, and I know it's very close to the vest, and, you know, you, you don't want to offend anybody. You don't want to assume things that are going on behind the scenes. I have been told that where Trey ends up playing ball and what Billy thinks about Penny are completely separate entities. Like, I don't think – I guess there could be some type of sway there because um, we know that, that, that his father, Billy, is a, is a Cal guy, played for Cal. But I have heard that those are two separate things at this particular moment. So I don't, I don't think that just because Billy Richmond went on Facebook, made some comments about Penny, what he thought of Penny, what he thought about the University of Memphis, I don't think that precludes or, or, or takes the, the Tigers out of the race to go get Billy Richmond who's, again, four-star, four small forward, really good player. Very good player. Certainly hope it doesn't take Memphis out of the running, but I, I, I tend to agree with you. I think if, if, if Big Billy, if Billy Richmond uh, had all of the say, he'd be going to Kentucky. Like, he'd be a cow guy. It, you know, he, he clearly has an alliance there, and, you know, I don't, I don't blame him for having an alliance to Cal. He's the guy that gave him an opportunity, and I understand the history there. I did think that Jeff brought up a pretty good point yesterday, though, when we yeah, talked to him about full of who, who's more full of One S. Of the quotes, yes, yeah. it's, <laughs> I thought that was pretty, Something I hadn't thought about until Jeff, yeah, Jeff pretty, brought it uh, to uh, Yeah, I think, I think Jeff kind of nailed, nailed that. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll, leave that at, I'll leave it at that. Well, Let's get some more Jeff knowledge. Yeah. How about that? He's next. 92.9 FM ESPN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.